in there. It's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, but is that more to do with the fact that you've been looking after a child during school holidays yeah. and you are Michael Douglas staring at the abyss? It is the last week of school holidays. Yeah. You- and fuck me, I'm murderous. <laughs> You've got like an extra five levels of grey. I didn't want to say it earlier, but yeah, you've aged. There's no more pepper. It's just salt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my Lord. Okay, well, here's something for you. Okay, I don't want to go like just too too full on like too quick. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying I'm too vegan, but I went to the toilet today. Okay. (laughs) I'm too vegan Vegan. for this shirt. (laughs) Too vegan. Okay, you know how you like, obviously you go to the toilet, you know, you're, you're in like a workspace just for common courtesy. You know, you just have a quick look, just have a quick look, you know, like as you hit that flush just yeah. to, you know, make sure it's all gone. You're not leaving any unexpected surprises for anyone. It's like a national park. <laughs> Leave only footprints, take only photographs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how you feel about that, but sure. Um, oh, my Lord. So I did that today. I turned around. I swear to God, I had pooped out a leaf. Well, I pooped out a leaf. I was like, how? What? That's even too vegan for me. What the hell? Well, human. I hate to say it, but the human body hasn't developed the ability to digest cellular walls yet. I haven't eaten a leaf. I don't oh, know where no, it came from. Your, your internal organs would be like the gutters on an old home. There's <laughs> leaves just stuck in there. Just like in those horror movies, we just yeah. saw the leaves twirling around. And you, yeah. need, you need the pressure washer that is a farmer's unionised coffee. <laughs> To go through you and blast that shit out. I sw- no, I swear to God. No, that's not the problem. It's coming out. That's fine. I swear to God, there was just a leaf. Just a leaf. Just a leaf. And I'm like, <laughs> what is it? I don't know. It's a, I don't know. It's what I want to know. Okay, let us know. Was it like at- baby spinach or? No, it was like a leaf. We're like we talking like a maple leaf. Like, like a maple like leaf. Like an autumn maple leaf. Like, oh, Canada. <laughs> oh, Canada. What I want to know to everyone out there, let us know at realmothman at gmail.com. Um, <laughs> I forgot what I was going to ask. Um, no, like it just—it just—it just took me by surprise. I, if I shat a leaf like mm. a maple leaf, mm. I would take it and press it between the pages of a book like I was Joseph Banks. What I want to know. So obviously you've got you know you you read the tea leaves how they fall on the cup. Okay, is there oh any kind God. of silence? Like, do you read the bowl? Is there anyone out there where like you can predict your future? Like, what does it mean when I've got a maple leaf? I f- in my Mars retrograde of the bowl. I guarantee you there is someone at the Byron Bay Beachside Markets who does that. <laughs> Tarot readings and stool predictions. <laughs> just shit into my my medicine drum. Yeah, just just let me know. <laughs> Dream yeah. catcher and scat catcher. <laughs> oh, shat a, <laughs> shat oh, a you, dream catcher. As long as you don't have to do it through the dream catcher. Oh, my God, sieve it out a bit. <laughs> yeah, if there's anyone out there, if you do it or you know of it. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing here for you, policeman. <laughs> <laughs> Quality Predator 2 reference. <laughs> Oh my god! So yeah, if, that, if that's a thing, let us know. But yeah, just just a leaf. 
What would be the scariest thing? I mean, apart from blood, mm. what would be the scariest thing you could find in a toilet bowl? Um, well, okay. A human tooth. Oh, no, I've already had a, found a human tooth in my mouth, so that's Ugh. seeing one in a toilet bowl <laughs> would be nothing. No, as okay, as a female, because, again, it's you hear stories that are happening on the news. Yeah. Every time I go into a public bathroom, I always look in the bowl before I go in case somebody has just birthed the baby and left it in there. Are you talking metaphorically? Or? No, like someone's literally just... Ah! You're talking like Nancy Reagan crack epidemic scare campaign. Someone's left a baby in a toilet. Someone has just like, oh, oh I've got a bit of a tummy ache. <laughs> baby. Okay. Just ran out and left it. Only because I because I know what I'm like. I'm vegan. I don't want to shit on the baby. Because <laughs> then I'm like, oh, I should get it out of the toilet. But I'm not touching it. Gross. I'm just flipping dead on its head. Just, just put paper around the seat. You'll be fine. <laughs> no, I mean, it's still on the baby. So I always check the toilet for babies. That's a fucked level of OCD. That's why I, it's one of the many reasons I don't like public toilets. What about you? What are you afraid of finding? In a public toilet? Yeah. A shit. <laughs> a huge shit. I just assume all men's toilets, just there's just shit everywhere. I, shit and piss everywhere and jizz. Uh, yeah, definitely all three of and those dead things. hookers. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, look, I I generally avoid using public toilets as best I can. Mm. Just I will fucking I mm. will give myself an injury mm. holding it in rather than go mm. to a public toilet. Yeah, my son. Yeah, like fucking clockwork. We we go out for dinner. He needs to take a shit. Every fucking time we go to the pub, like we went to a pasta restaurant the other yeah. day. He's just like, Dad, I gotta go to a shit. It's like now? Okay, that fuster pasta? Okay, now? Th- what you're describing is a fetish. Okay. Oh. Your son has a public shit fetish, is what you're telling me. Oh, Jesus. I don't need to read the bowls to see what's going on here. Okay, well let's not kink shame. Okay. He is one step away from turning into the poo jogger. No. Yes. Mind you, if he shat with any kind of regularity, I'd be happy. So yeah, he is very fond of like chicky nuggets and hot chips. He is, yeah. Kids. Oh Kids. my god. <laughs> oh my god. If you you know, if there's anyone out there, if you've got any um let us know about what you are afraid of of finding in your public toilet or what you check for. You know, let us know. Realmothman at gmail.com. See, it, it varies though. Like when you, you say like public toilets, like there's the nice pub toilet mm. or there's the nice hotel toilet mm. or there's the, oh God, if I don't find something resembling a hole in the ground now, mm. it's going to come out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. There's that toilet. I think there's also, there's like a different experience with public toilets between men and women. Yeah. Because I've actually like had like men trying to climb over cubicles to get at you. In a lady's toilet. Jesus Christ. Um, I've, I've had a dude in a pub. Like, like this is in. Broken Hill? No, this is in Adelaide. Oh, Jesus. At the Austral, oh, I went to the toilet, okay? Mm. And so I'm there and I'm like, oh, I've got to like, you know, I hover, obviously. I don't yeah. want to touch the toilet. No. Ew. But I've still put the paper down because I don't want anything to like splash back and at me. Yeah. So I'm there, I'm hovering and I'm just, you know, like whistling a tune, do-do-do, reading the graffiti in front of me. And then I had this weird feeling like you know when you feel like you're being watching watching me me. yeah and then i sort of get this sense above me and i look up the guy who i'd been just casually just i'd just met randomly at the bar you know had was talking to had bought me a drink i was like oh i'm going to the toilet um he had apparently followed me into the toilet gone into the cubicle next to me and was standing on the toilet looking over 
looking at me, hovering, having a pee. You date some wonderful men. I didn't date him. He was just some random person who was like started talking to me. And I'm like, again, you know, when you're like that distress octave goes up so high. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, oh my God, oh my God. I thought you wanted me to follow you. And look, what? what? I literally said, oh, I'm just going to the toilet. Oh, no, that it's it's on. <laughs> <laughs> Hungry ass. Yeah, so that's no. one of the many reasons why I don't like public toilets. I'm I'm a man, mm. and I've been prone to bouts of uh, horniness. Mm. I've never ever heard a woman going, "I'm about to go to the shitter," and thought it's on. Yeah, but like not only the fact, like because I want to emphasize when I was peeing, like I had been peeing for a while because I had not gone to the toilet because you know you don't want to break, you know, don't want to break the seal. Don't break the seal is the worst thing you can do. Exactly. So there's a lot of drinks, you know, piled in there. So he had clearly, like, even if it was a mistake, it or like, you know, had been like, oh no, she's actually having a pee. Yeah. There's been a moment where he could have withdrawn, yeah. got down from the toilet and left, and I would never have known he was there. Well, but he continued to stay there and watch. Every, every man knows that a woman is ready for you when she goes for an extended pee, <laughs> trying not to touch a toilet seat. When she gets into the squat position, yeah. you know, gathering her skirt around her. The toilets at the Austral, God love that They're pub, dirty. are not nice. Yeah. They're not romantic. Well, apparently they're sexy AF. Ugh. So that's one of the many... I'm not scared of it because it's happened to me. I, I had a not... Well, a very dissimilar experience, actually. but Because we don't want to hang hate on one Adelaide iconic pub. So we've got to talk... Oh, yeah, about- apart from that time where I was, like, violated by a pervert <laughs> watching me pee without my permission. Well... My encounter was very much Exeter Hotel. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're one of, you're one of two kinds of people in Adelaide. You're an Exeter person or you're an Austral person. Mm-hmm. I was an Exeter person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember going to the toilet there one day and nothing nice has ever happened in those toilets. No. They are held together with band stickers, mm. regret, mm. and they, they smell like a combination of meth smoke, weed smoke, mm. tobacco. And regret. And regret. Yeah. And shit. Because mm. they never flush properly. Anyway, I'm in the toilet in there. And I can hear this guy doing the single most horrendous shit of all time. Like, uh-huh. like this guy, bad diet, Russian sailor who's just gotten off a ship. He's eaten nothing oh. but salted sturgeon for six months. Oh. And it's all coming out. Oh. And it's stank to fucking high heaven. Oh. So I'm just in there doing my business, trying to get the fuck out as uh-huh. fast as I can. He flushes the toilet, beats me to it. There's always that awkward moment where you're going to... You know, you're about to see the artist behind the... Fun- you're going to yes. see the Wizard of Oz. Yes, yes. The guy who's pulling the levers back there. Mm-hmm. He steps out through the door. Yep. He's eating a fucking pie. <sighs> so in between that, he's topping up the tank. Like an old Chevy. you got the engine running, but you're still putting petrol in. It has to be a male thing. Because yeah. I remember we, once we had a flatmate and we just had to say to him, because he would... Always just go to the toilet and was just eating something. We just like eat Who a the sandwich. Fuck eats in the toilet. And we're like, dude, you it, like it's just there's something so wrong about the universe. You can't eat while it's going in, like while no. it's coming out. You can't go in. Like the hygiene aside, and he was just like, oh, two things, you know, multitasking. Oh. Yeah. My God. And it didn't matter what it was: Snickers bars, sandwich, pizza, anything. He just yeah. We know some fucked people. We really do. Oh, my God. I think we need to rethink our lives. We do. Oh, my God. When the apocalypse comes, we really need to choose our friends carefully. Uh, Well, you know what? Speaking of choosing your friends quickly and 
finding giant pieces of shit. <laughs> That's so appropriate because you know what? What? That actually brings us to the topic of this week. How convenient. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my God. This one is a two-flusher. <laughs> Half flush or full, both. Oh, I tell you. Well, look, this week, yes, we're going to look again at Doomsday Preppers. Oh, I love that show. <laughs> Remember I mean, the Crovel? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the tactical shovel. Fuck me, Dad. Oh, my God. You know what? I was thinking there is no use for a Crovel whatsoever, but there is. It's called going to the toilet at the Austral. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Just purely defensive purposes only. Yep. Oh, my God. Oh, I mean, we all think of people locking themselves away in bunkers, squirreling away nuts for the nuclear winter. Most people thought these people were crazy. That was right up until 2019 and people started stabbing each other in the mall for toilet paper. There must have been a short window where preppers felt very fucking smug. So vindicated. Very smug. Oh, my God. And especially, like, now when, like, there was, like, no sale on toilet paper and the price, like, doubled overnight and they've got, like, years supply. They were like, yes, I was right to buy this on sale. I bet you there was one prepper, though, who was just like, I've got the six years' worth of beans. I've got the fresh water. I've got the iodine tablets. I've got it all. I've got a mountain of... Oh, no. God there's going to be that one guy that just used to like nip in and grab a roll every now and then when he couldn't be fucked going back to Walmart in the middle yeah, of the yeah, night. Yeah, just, yeah from, the, from the supply. Oh, Damn it. I've shat my way through my stockpile. <laughs> oh, my God. Again, you know what? As long as you've got like the hose in the backyard, <laughs> done. we got lawn, done. Was that fucking Winston Churchill who said that? <laughs> Maltese Shih Tzu, done. <laughs> oh, ferret. Oh, oh my God. So, yeah, you know, we started thinking, you know, maybe these people aren't so crazy after all. But, but, like everything in life, there is a good and a bad side to every field. And this week, we are looking at the baddest of the bad. Oh, dear. And I don't mean as the baddest of the bad as in a Vasquez or a T-1000. Or a Michael Jackson. I mean... A baddest of the bad, like a fly screen on a submarine. Oh. A Donald Trump weave or a turd on a taco. Oh. <laughs> Again, now we, we've talked before of the legendary National Geographic show, Doomsday Preppers. Yeah. Where survivalist preppers presented their theories on what or how the world would be coming to an end and how they plan to survive the apocalypse and their plan for survival would be rated. I love that it's rated. Yeah, I, that's the best bit. Like it's drag race, but for fucking incel rednecks. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you four shotguns. Oh my God. Well, I love it. There was there was at one stage where they were actually telling you and they would tailor it to your specific apocalypse. So, oh. Yeah. So and if your plan is fit for purpose. Yes. That's great. Yeah. And then they'd be that's like. That's fair. Well, and then they'd be like, we predict that you would last two months in your apocalypse, you know, or, you know, two years. This is what you'd have to do. Um, Oh, my God. (laughs) So, yeah, it's it's how they're going to survive. But this episode, we're going to look at one of the most controversial persons on the history of the show. That's a big call. We will look at their survival plan, which managed to turn an entire community against them and led... 
to state authorities raiding the reality participants' oh, house. Holy shit. In this week's episode of The Good, The Bad and The Ugly, or The Prepped, The Unprepped and The Arrested. In 2013, National Geographic aired episode seven, sorry, episode seven, season three of Doomsday Preppers, We Are the Marauders. You started that one out like one of the trade-on voice from the first Star Wars film. We must have the application of the Senate. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> oh. We Are the Marauders. We Are the Marauders. Enter... Tyler Smith, or you know what? Tool Smear, I think is a more appropriate <laughs> name. I um, like how he's got two trades for a name. He's a Tyler and a Smith. Which is a weirdly inappropriate as he doesn't have a job. Oh. Now, when it comes to doomsday prepping, we are used to people building bunkers or stockpiling supplies, antibiotics, etc. Tool Smear is prepping for the apocalypse in a very different way to every other prepper pretty much on the planet by not doing any prepping at all. Hang on. Uh-huh. Hang on. You know what? Let's let Toolsmear tell you his plan for him and you during the apocalypse. And me. And you. When the hits fam, the people that are gonna survive are the people that are prepared to do whatever it takes. Most preppers talk about how they're afraid of the mass people that are gonna come take their supplies. We are those people. We are the people that'll come kick your door and take your supplies and just leave you behind. We are the Marauders. We are your worst nightmare. And we are coming. Holy fuck. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. And now, what you can't, what you didn't see with while they were showing that voiceover was actually showing him doing a reenactment, okay, yeah. of what his plan is. And it literally shows him and some other thugs uh, forcing their way into a person's house at night yeah. while the people are asleep in bed, while they're all heavily armed with shotguns. Yeah. Go into the bedroom, put the guns to the people's heads, and then tie them up and steal all of their shit. Amazing. And basically, if you try to stop them, they're going to gonna shoot you dead fuck at least he's honest <laughs> at least he's honest but holy shit imagine saying that on tv actually saying out loud that is his entire plan okay yeah. he actually goes on to explain that he's gonna hit his neighbors first of all oh fucking hell okay Imagine what, watching that episode of this. Hey, it's Jeff. <laughs> he just, what? what the fuck? I loaned him my saw. He's literally going to come to your house, okay, in the middle of the night at shotgun, okay, and steal everything you own and leave you to die in the apocalypse. Guess who's first to go, mate? <laughs> <laughs> okay, now... 
Can you can you guess what you think which apocalypse he's prepping for? Which ap- apocalypse do you think is coming that he has to, you know, shit's going to get real? Okay, so we're, this is full zombies, I reckon. This is zombies. This is the walking dead. Mm-hmm. You- Everything's out the window. You're, you're literally having to fight door to door. There is something coming for you. Mm-hmm. You can't just maintain a less technological society. Mm-hmm. There's either zombies or aliens. Okay. It's neither of them. We'll get fucked. <laughs> what? Um, you know what you know what apocalypse he is preparing for? Millennium bug? The government. What? Wait for it. Wait for it. Okay. <laughs> he believes that because of domestic terrorism. Right. And there's a lot of irony with that. We're going to come back to this. This Timothy McVeigh motherfucker. (laughs) Oh, and even there's so much coming back. So he is claiming that domestic terrorism is going to cause the government to declare martial law. Right. Over the entire country. Yep. Okay. Okay. And so... And his complaints is then, you know, the martial law and like the National Guard and the government is going to be telling you where you can go, yeah, who you can be friends with and what you wear. And his solution is to loot his neighbours and leave them for dead. <laughs> so he is worried that a highly trained military force right. is going to take over to bring in law and order. Right. So he will have to become a criminal. Right. And steal everybody's shit. What a fucking crackhead. It goes better because he actually, then he shows he has a giant map pinned to the wall, okay, of uh, uh, places that he has marked out that once he's like stolen all of his neighbor's shit, he is going to extend to different places to then steal their shit. Oh, my God. I'm not. I love how this dude is just like, as soon as the veil of civilization drops, I'm going full Genghis Khan. Uh-huh. Fuck. Kill all his neighbors and steal all of their shit. Okay. Oh, my God. Now, this is, this is, this is his plan. Now, Smear... He was age 26 at the time. Wow. Uh-huh. Claims that he is the leader of a group which he called Spartan Survival. So, number one, not only is he straight up admitted to the fact that he is going to loot and murder his neighbours, mm-hmm. he's also admitted to a criminal conspiracy where there's a group of them. Mm-hmm. He's a smart dude, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Oh, the other thing is, okay, for those who maybe <laughs> have not seen um, Tool Smear in person. Yeah. Okay. Um. He's a redhead. Yeah. Shaved head. He looks Gap- He looks like the guy that shot Dimebag. <laughs> he doesn't. Ugh. Gaps in the teeth. Yeah. He's got a lisp. Yeah. And is very morbidly obese. Yes, he is. Okay. Like he is. He's not a Spartan. No, he's not. Is what I'm saying. Like he, he would not get onto the cast of 300. No. He'd be that, that hunchback. Yeah. <laughs> Let me in. Hey, come on. <laughs> he is that because he just straight away fucking dogs his neighbours. Yeah, 100%. Wow. 100%. Oh, my God. So he claims, yeah, he's got his group Spartan Survival. Now, before we go on, yeah. okay, I have to say his Spartan Survival doesn't actually have an online 
presents. No. Okay. Um, there are actually a couple of different gentlemen, both in the UK and the US, who actually have businesses named Spartan Survival. They are in no way associated with this douchebag. So please, nobody message them <laughs> and be like, you're such a dickhead. Yeah, zero stars. Yeah. <laughs> Let's comment bomb them. <laughs> okay. Don't do it to them. They're not associated with no. him whatsoever. Oh, my Lord. So, Smith claims he started this group he calls an organisation. And he's got a map. Oh, the first two minutes this idiot has incriminated himself so hard. Oh, my God. It gets better. <coughs> so, he claims he started it in 2005. And Schmier claimed that for $5 a month... Okay. Okay. Uh, for five dollars a month, this his arrest record states him as self-employed. He claims to be a professional deer hunter. Oh my god! Yeah, roll your eyes at that. Yeah, does he mean like the fucking Russian roulette? Does <laughs> <laughs> he just get in Russian roulette tournaments with local fucking with his neighbours? Yeah. Oh, my God. Schmier claimed that for $5 a month, okay, and again, it's very important to note, he's never been in the military. Oh, God. He's never served. No. Has never been in any, I think, organised service whatsoever. No, he's a gravy seal. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Can't even organise the teeth in his head. Okay. But for $5 a month... He would. Te- he claims that he would teach people ways to train and prepare with different methods of survivalism for a variety of doomsday scenarios. For just $5 a month? $5 a month. That's a bargain. <laughs> well, when you're getting all those skills. No, wait. Um, <laughs> when you're getting all those years of training. Oh, no, wait. For a professional thief, his prices are low. It's a steal. <laughs> when the episode aired on November the 12th, 2013, Shamil was claiming that he had, in fact, 80 fee-paying members. So 80 Worst people. Worst OnlyFans ever. Ever. Yeah. So he reckons that the organisation had been going for eight years. Yeah. And it'd been, so it had been growing by 10 people a year. Whoa. Look out, fucking Tesla. Although, after just before he gives his whole, like, we're coming to get you speech, yeah, it shows him with his group of marauders, the Spartan survivalists. There's 12 of them. Nice. One is married to, one is his cousin. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Now, the other interesting thing yeah. is that, so, of course, he's claiming that the government is going to take control of everything. Yeah. Okay, like, but I think it'll be like, you know, I mean, they did that at certain periods of quarantine. It was just, you had to stay home unless you had to go to the doctor or, you know, just only go to the supermarket once a day. Yeah. The problem was, he had a much younger wife. He's only 26. How much younger are we talking? Technically, she's legal. So that's, you know. Yeah, some pretty small fish are legal in some states too. She was five months pregnant. So he decided right. that he had to prepare for this situation. Okay, yep. What is he going to do? Because his younger wife, 
who already had two children. Okay. <laughs> My first thing is, has he asked her for what she wants to do? She's got two kids. She knows what she's doing. She's five months pregnant. Yeah. He has decided he's going to watch some videos so he can perform the cesarean himself. What? In the shed <laughs> of their rented property. What? But no, it's not. He's not being irresponsible. It's not being irresponsible. He puts a plastic sheet down first. Fucking what? And he gets his cousin to what? hand him the clamps. What the fuck? Clamps? You know what? How about we let Schmear talk you through his plans for this procedure? It's fucking insanity. Tyler's wife, Katie, is five months pregnant. And because she's had previous C-sections, she's been told she'll need another one for her third baby. So let's see here. We know that something could happen in between now and the time she gives birth, so we've devised a way to issue that C-section. All we need is the bleach and the hydrochloric. But you gotta be real careful. This stuff will just like gas you out real quick. It's we plan on making homemade chloroform, which is commonly used in the past for anesthesia. This is probably the best location. It's dry. We'll lay down plastic and we'll just- It's a shit. Go That's at the it. location. How we're gonna do it is, you know, the cut her open and pull the baby out. And hopefully everything goes as planned. We'll hang this plastic on the floor. We don't want no dirt or nothing. So there's that. For the last six years, Tyler has researched how to perform a C-section by watching videos and reading articles online. He believes he's learned enough to attempt his first practice run-through. We're trying to create a, the most sterile environment we can. I know we're in a barn, but this is where we would more than likely do it. All right, Katie. Chris, you're going to be my assistant. Gotcha. Sounds good, boss. He actually goes on and uses... This is, this is, this is what he says about the C-section. We'll just go at it. I don't know where to fucking start. We'll just go at it. That it is his pregnant wife. Okay. Okay. Unpack. How are you feeling? This is genuinely shocking. Like, so much shit has come at me in the last 30 <laughs> seconds. He has spent years watching C-section videos. Mm -hmm. On YouTube. Apparently, that's a thing. Years. DIY C-section so guides. he's been watching this shit for years. His wife is only five months pregnant. Mm -hmm. So he's been just basically boning up mm. on fucking fully ripping a woman open with a knife mm. in his shed for years. He's got the recipe for homemade chloroform. They're, they're talking about this stuff. He's using a fucking hunting knife. Not even a good one. Like the kind of thing that you use to rip off chunks of elk so that you can survive. Like it's, it's not even a decent knife. And the whole time they're doing this, the whole time they're doing this, his poor, very clearly terrified wife mm -hmm. is looking around the room like, He's totally just talking casually about how he's going to murder me with a fucking knife. He, the video goes on to show him literally. So he makes her lay down on the bit of plastic in the shed. And it's not even a functional shed. It's like a shed that's half fallen over. Like it's not a used shed. It looks like part of the set from season one, True Detective. Yeah. It's clearly like he knows that 
he's going to kill her and there's going to go blood everywhere. So he doesn't want to do it in the house because he doesn't want to get it up. This way, if she just dies in the shed, he can burn the shed down. It goes on to show him actually drawing with a magic marker cut lines along the belly of his wife who lays there. Would you actually like to hear she has a response? I would. Oh, that was successful. (laughs) That was a little more uncomfortable than I thought it would be. Hopefully this never really has to happen. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I don't really want to die. So at this point, I think he needs to do a little more research before he's cutting me open. But I think he's done a lot of reading and I think he'd have good support to perform a C-section if needed. What the fuck? Run, girl! Run! No! No! He's watched the videos on YouTube! He is not prepared to cut you open and give you a C-section in a shed! I don't want to die. This guy thinks that martial law suddenly stops you from not having access to doctors? That's the thing. He's just like, oh, you know, the government, they're going to like... Like, even when we had, like, the lockdown, you were still allowed to go to a medical facility. Yeah, the army has doctors, dipshit. Yeah, the only reason you can't do that is if you become a murdering psychopath and kill all your neighbours and you're wanted by the law. Do you know what's so disconcerting about the way this guy looks? Yeah. He looks like Toe Mater from the Cars Pixar movies. Oh, my God, you bring everything back to cars. He looks like Maida. Oh, just, I'll just use my tail cable and rip that there baby out your cunt. But just the way that she's just so, just like, oh, I don't want to die. But, you know, I don't want to say no. He has <sighs> been watching the videos on the news. He's, he's done a lot of reading. <laughs> what? What the hell? I didn't know Mad Magazine covered C-sections. I wouldn't trust this guy to do the fucking kids puzzle at Burger King. (laughs) Holy shit. If your husband is going to do anything that involves taking you out to a disused shed and put some plastic down, you need to just turn around and leave, girl. Yeah. Turn around and leave. Take that baby with you. Don't. Under no circumstance. Oh, my God. You should try that next time you want to, like, just for, like, for Lou. Be like, look, I've watched a video on YouTube. Clearly, what more do you want me to yeah. do? And she'll be like, I've seen you fucking cook. No. Yeah. Oh, my God. And the other thing is, if you're going to spend years watching YouTube videos, spend those years getting a medical degree. It would have been quicker. Unfucking. How do these people get through the gaps? <laughs> Imagine your relationships. I mean, clearly this is an abusive relationship. Yeah. Clearly. But, I mean, how would your relationship ever survive the, I know how to make chloroform? (laughs) How would it survive that? Yeah. Oh, my God. No, I would never like, oh, I'm going to give you a C-section. Oh, I'm going to give you a divorce. Yeah. That's what I'm (laughs) kidding. He's just so casual, like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, that's that's what we're going to do. Hot tip for anyone, if you want to end a relationship, (laughs) just say, I know how to make chloroform. Yeah, yeah. And then the worst thing is they go out to the shed. This this poor woman is just there with her belly while he's, you know, getting the magic (sighs) marker on it. And his cousin is just there with their crappy little tools. Yeah. Like, playing doctor. Yeah. Imagining, like, oh, we're just going to pretend what it's like to... Perform a C-section. Uh. I, every American that I've met in this country, I love and respect. Mm-hmm. 
intellectual Americans are some of the most engaging, amazing people you'll ever meet. Mm-hmm. What the fuck happened to the rest? Mm-hmm. I know how to make chloroform. Ah. So, in between going and killing all of his neighbours and killing his wife in a shed. Yeah. Um, now, he's thought that, oh, you know what, maybe there, may, there might be some people, maybe his neighbours don't want to give up all of their hard-earned supplies. Yeah, surely there's other preppers in fucking ass-rape county fucking Georgia. <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, some people are going to try and uh, fight back. So what do you do when you're on a budget? Oh, God. What do you do? What do you do? <laughs> well, you improvise. Do you save your hard-earned dollars so that you can afford maybe some Kevlar? You know, maybe some bulletproof vests? Oh, so he's he's preparing to take the battle to them. mm mm well, surely, surely any prepper worth their salt who's going up against mm-hmm. an unfettered totalitarian government mm-hmm. will we'll have invested in some, some decent fucking body armour. Or you can go to the tip and make some homemade armour from shit you literally find at the tip. Get fucked. I swear to God. Would, would, you, like to, would you like to have Shmir talk his way through? Let's hear Maida talk about this. <laughs> Tyler Smith and his cousin Chris are building homemade body armor. They hope it will give them the upper hand if society collapses and they have to loot supplies from other well-armed doomsday preppers. This roofing tower is going to slow the bullet down. But before they go any further, they need to make sure that Tyler's version of the Army's bulletproof ceramic plates are really all they can be. So this is just basically a small version of what we're going to be carrying. It has our ceramic plates in it, which are wrapped in fiberglass and roofing tar with a layer of 1-8 aluminum over the front of it. To be effective, the ceramic tiles need to withstand the firing power from three guns often preferred by preppers. A 22, a shotgun, and a 30 6 You heard that correctly. He is going to make his own bullet armor from tiles with roof tar on them wrapped like a sandwich in aluminium he and duct tape literally said that roofing tar is going to slow the bullet mm. like it's a fucking three stooges sketch and they're getting <laughs> stuck on a road that's just been freshly poured mm-hmm. what a colossal fucktard mm-hmm. this and you, you really look honestly you Anyone listening needs to go and watch this episode to see this guy literally cutting with scissors, <laughs> with scissors, fiberglass mesh, which he's then wrapped around, what, a roofing tile or a kitchen tile? I think so. He seems yeah. to think that all ceramics are the same. It's yeah. not like a broad term for a construction method. Yeah, no, I think I think it's literally like someone has redone their kitchen and he's picked up a kitchen tile. Yeah. And smacked some roof on it. He then completes his outfit. And the other thing is when he puts his little package on at yeah. the front. Yeah. It's not actually big enough to like cover <laughs> like his body and the, you know, like the spots yeah. that you need to protect. Like I think you would have to run at the enemy. Okay. Yeah. And sort of move it around, <laughs> you know, for like the bits they were firing at. Yeah. He then completes his outfit. Yeah. With a World War II army helmet. 
that he's got from a disposal store. But, but before you mock, he's like, no, 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 no. He knows what you're going to say. He is going to make this state of the art. No, he's going to pimp out Grandad's war helmet. He literally pimps out Grandad's war helmet. Oh, dear God. Using a drill and a welder. What? What? Picture this, like pick your effort. Using a drill and a welder with a World War II army hat. Yeah. He uses those to attach plastic perspex at the front to go down in front of his eyes. Why? From like, I don't know. Why? And he's like, but I'm going to add state-of-the-art comms. (laughs) It's going to be two tin cans and a piece of string. (laughs) Yeah, we never see these comms. Yeah. Okay, so, okay, you and I, okay, so you don't think that a roof tile... Okay, or like a kitchen tile covered in roofing tar, duct tape and some aluminium foil. You don't think that's going to stop a bullet. Are you scoffing? I think it's just going to make the bullet angry. At this $5 a month professional, are you scoffing his abilities? I think he's he's only creating the perfect conditions to introduce four different foreign substances to your body. So that if you survive the bullet, you've now got aluminium, you've got fiberglass, you've got tar. Oh, you're and, your vitamins. Dirty kitchen tile now in your body, causing you to get the worst and fatal infection of your life. What he then does is he makes up this little lunch sandwich. Yeah. And then, you know, puts it against a bit of bit of wood in the backyard and he's like right we're gonna test this okay by firing weapons at it yes okay um one of those weapons is like a small shotgun so obviously you know the shotgun is is an up close weapon yeah very effective hunting weapon he pretty much goes to the other side of the field okay, yep. and shoots the shotgun and is like, oh, see, it only just sort of smacked the front of it. <laughs> like, you are almost in another county. Like, that's just, oh, my God. But he then decides to fire a rifle at it. So that's the 30 out 6 Okay, yeah. Yep. So do you want to, should we experience how that test goes? Let's do that. Okay. Washington State Prepper Tyler Smith and his cousin Chris are building homemade body armor. They're testing the chest plate made from what they believe are bulletproof tiles. They're confident their vital organs will be protected from most smaller caliber bullets, but a shot from a high-powered rifle could be fatal. Oh, not only did it go through, it was devastating. The fact that it didn't stop it leaves room for improvement. Absolutely. There's always room for improvement. Room for improvement? <laughs> it literally went through. You didn't even slow it down. In fact, I think you made it go faster through the body. <laughs> wow. He was surprised. <laughs> you were the only one, fucker. Wow. He would have been better off if he had taken the $85 notes that he was apparently receiving per month and you strapped that over your heart would probably be a more effective (laughs) weapon than your body armour. That's incredible. How surprised was he? That it, that it went through. He, his cousin was shocked. Yeah. Like, <gasps> like he's just had his faith tested. <laughs> it was enough for him to ask for his $5 back. Washington State. Yeah. 
Oh my god! Well, this is in uh, Buckley, Washington. Right. So yeah. this is these are woodsmen. These mm-hmm. are holy shit. I know. Who knew that aluminium foil and duct tape was not like I like? Don't get me wrong. I I have so much duct tape in my house because duct tape can like do I've, just about anything. I've hold, had whole lounges held together with. Them. Yeah, like I'm taking duct tape to the apocalypse. I'm not gonna use it as a. Human shield. Oh, he, he's only one step away from that YouTuber who died when he tried to prove that he could get a book to stop a Desert Eagle bullet. Oh, yes. Yeah. He, yes. He didn't try it before he had his girlfriend shoot him, though. Well, the um, the funny thing is, um, later on in the episode, he's like, no, nah, I'm totally going to test this because I'm going to put this armor on and then I'm going to get my cousin to fire. <sighs> The shotgun at me while I'm wearing my armor. <laughs> the, so thing the, I, the thing I love about this, sorry to interrupt. No, go for it. The thing I love about this is that he hasn't tested it prior to going on TV. No. He's so, like, you'd think that you would actually have made a suit of this shit. Yeah. He'd be like, check out this cool shit that I've done. Yeah. Take this DARPA. Yeah. You know, but no. No. No, he, he, glue, he made a fucking PB&J out of some fucking tar <laughs> and a tile with some fucking stuff that he used to fix his pickup. That's why he's going to raid the neighbor's house. He's like, I forgot the peanut butter and the jelly <laughs> and the lunch bag. I've been practicing by raiding the fridge. Oh, my God. And so he comes out with his World War II helmet with a bit of plastic that's been welded on oh for some God. reason. Um, <laughs> with his little, like, plate that comes out. Yeah. And he gets his cousin to, like, uh, throw a rock at him. Yeah. And then just like tap him gently with a bat. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, I'm totally going to until they to get him to like fire the shotgun at me. For a start, National Geographic is not going to let anyone fire a live round no. into another person's chest. No. In front of them. No, we go to Mexico for that. <laughs> not Washington. They're not doing it in Buckley, Washington. So... Oh, and it's just, it, it's so bad. We are talking about, you know, plastic plate on string faked. He gets his cousin with a blank round in the shotgun yeah. to fire the shotgun, but in front of him. So yeah. it's not at him. Yeah. Like, so yes, his cousin like fired, but it's clearly not at him. Yeah. And it's clearly a blank. Yeah. And he's like, oh, did you see? It didn't even put a dent in it. <laughs> and he's like, oh, God. Oh, my God. This, this is the kind of innovation spirit that saw a guy jump to his death off the Eiffel Tower, mm-hmm. thinking that first parachute of his was going to work. Oh, a hundred percent. I say we let these people go. We <gasps> let them do it. Well, the question is, so after the, all of this, okay, maybe things aren't you know, going as well as expected, you know, with the testing. Like, as we found, the bullet has gone directly through. Yeah. Um, do you think maybe we should get um, Tool Schmear to sort of have the final wrap-up? Absolutely. How Let's... he thinks his performance is going? Yep. My armor is really unique. There's nothing like it. So I, I just think people are going to see it. And they're going to back down or they're going to say, look at this guy. He's a total joker. Let's go mess with him. And that's where they're going to make their fatal mistake. My advice to any of you preppers out there is to keep buying your ammo, keep buying your guns. 
your food, your bulletproof vests, and all your camping equipment, because we'll be by shortly to take all of it. Fuck. <laughs> oh my lord. Yeah, like, oh my god, yeah, people with degrees, you know, spend millions of dollars to develop this armor, and I've done it for, like, free from the tip. You have to see the footage, because they, they show these three very weak hits <laughs> with just like little thin planks and he he looks like the he looks like a piñata full of fuckwit <laughs> he's he just stupid falls out of him yeah just really dumb shit ideas just like fall out like lick a wall socket yay homemade armor oh and give your wife a c section <laughs> It's as if Cards Against Humanity had a kid. (laughs) It really is. Oh, my God. Let's just say the reaction to this episode was swift. I can imagine. And seemingly everyone reacted. Not one of them, surprisingly, did not take it well to find out that their neighbour was planning to sneak into their houses with a group of thugs whilst they slept and robbed them at gunpoint. (laughs) Schmier's two closest neighbours... By location only. Yeah. Who were on the map he's probably drawn out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Lord. They were interviewed by a local paper who asked how they felt about the episode and Shmir's plan. Yeah. Bob McDonald said, quote, that he found it strange. (laughs) That's the only thing I can say about it. Strange. Yeah. His other neighbour, Gordon Wozniak, said, I thought it was ridiculous. (laughs) Real ridiculous. (laughs) When asked about any interactions he may have had with his neighbour, Gordon revealed, They did a lot of shooting on the weekends from time to time and a few big bangs. But never bothered me, bothered the wife more than me. (laughs) So, were they worried about Schmier revealing his plan to steal from them? <laughs> Bob seemed unfazed. <laughs> he simply said, well, that's fine, but I may outgun him. I'm not sure. I'm not really worried about that, no. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> the internet... Oh, yes. Responded and responded swiftly to Schmier and his plans. Not long after the show was aired on November the 12th, the internet found Schmier on Facebook (laughs) and began to tell him what they thought of him, his cronies and his plan. (laughs) People were quite descriptive and did not pull punches. Smear posted his response to Facebook. And again, this is like, I am, I am going to describe this to you, but you have to see it to do it justice. There is not one capitalized letter at any stage during this. There okay. are multiple full stops. Okay. There is not one capital letter. 
Okay, I won't, I won't read this whole sort of... I picture it just as a mad rant that he was just yelling at his computer. Yeah. RDK, what is worth? The people that can't tell the difference between entertainment slash TV hype? Question mark. <laughs> no capital letter. Or the people that are just commenting way beyond things I said. I said I would do whatever is necessary to survive. And if that means kicking in doors, then yes, that is the guy I will be. Get a fucking life, you troll keyboard warriors, pieces of shit. <laughs> keyboard warriors. <sighs> At least I've got a keyboard. If you had a keyboard, all you would do is strap it to you as a quotation bulletproof device. Yeah, it looked like a fucking bad craftwork video. <laughs> It's reality TV. If you thought entertainment wasn't a possibility, swallow your own 12-gauge barrel. Armour was meant to be for TV use only. No one believes that. No one believes that. No one believes that. Notice my modern plate carrier in pics above. Okay. There isn't. (laughs) And just so y'all know... Your and it's the wrong your. Of course it is. You're feeding into another show I have airing. Uh cops. <laughs> Judge Judy. And you're filling my pockets. So for my house payments. It was later established this is a rented property that yeah. the location was filmed on. Yep. <laughs> for my house payments sake and new truck payments, keep talking. If you thought anyone in there, and it's the wrong there. Of course it is. In their right mind would say that for free and not be expecting no reward, you are all fools. As for my personal skills, I know I can get better. I know physical training is a top issue that's all time consuming objectives and I am definitely working on it. Such... What, is, what does this mean? Wow. <laughs> Better yet, live your life, prep, and get ready because the end is coming. If you think your morals will survive the end times, good luck. And watch the whole episode and turn off selective hearing. <laughs> no, I think we all got a fair idea of what you're saying. I think we all pretty much understand. Yeah, this is a classic case for case of enough rope. Yeah. 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 So the episode went out on November the 12th. On November the 14th, Schmier closed his Facebook account. (laughs) It turns out when the shit hits the fan, this prepper prefers to bug out rather than bunker down. (laughs) But people didn't just turn to angry Facebook posts to express their disdain at Schmier and his band of robbers. People all over the country called the police to report Schmier. Fucking oath. And only a couple of days later, Schmier's house was raided by the sheriff's department. Nice. Besides Schmier's own admissions of having a map of places to raid, there was also the matter, small matter, of Schmier being a convicted felon. 
Oh, so he probably couldn't have guns and stuff, could he? And a convicted sex offender. Oh, no. As a result, it was illegal for Schmier to own, possess, hold fire or even be around firearms. What the fuck? Which maybe a smart person would have thought about before appearing on national television handling firing and admitting to owning a cache of weapons. Did they do a police check on this dude before they made the show? Just four years earlier, in 2009, Smear took possession of a motorcycle, which he forgot to pay for. Oh, okay. Was arrested and pleaded guilty to first-degree theft. Right. The same year, Smear, aged 22, was arrested after he was found fondling a drunk 14-year-old in a parking lot. Oh. Shmir was arrested and pleaded guilty to, quote, communicating with a minor for immoral purposes. Oh, God. Legally, he can't go near a firearm, and you better believe the rest of America was quick to snitch. Yeah, and uh, those words come back to haunt you. I know how to make chloroform. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Police... We're also watching the show. So the police rolled in search warrants in hand. Pierce County Sheriff Paul Pastor told reporters, Did he really think we wouldn't notice that he had done this? <laughs> he was seen on television possessing, firing, holding a firearm, and indicating that it was his intention to rob his neighbours. Not defend his family in the event of something extreme. Not to stay home and defend what he had. But to go out and to take things from someone else. (laughs) A convicted felon. And you go on television committing another crime. Possessing firearms. Uh, What are you thinking? That's some fucking Chief Wiggum style policing, (laughs) isn't it? Just puts down the remote. That's a fine police work there, Lou. (laughs) Roll it up. (coughs) Oh, my God. Did he really think that we would not notice that he had done this? We noticed. (laughs) And we arrested him today. Oh, there there we go. The thin blue line. (laughs) A police spokesman later said, what led us to this guy was himself. (laughs) Reality TV crashed into reality. Oh, so good. Uh, Smear was arrested and booked on two counts of second-degree unlawful possession of a firearm. Oh, my God. After the charges were filed, Pierce County Prosecutor Mark Lindquist said, <coughs> quote, If you threaten your neighbours and commit a crime on national TV, you're likely to be caught. <laughs> If convicted, Smear could have been looking at up to one year in prison on each count. Yep. But he was lucky because if he had been charged by federal authorities, he could have been looking at five years instead of one. Wow. It also seems that as a level one registered sex offender, he was required to register as a sex offender to local authorities when he moved to the area. It seems Smear had neglected this obligation and was looking at additional jail time. God damn. So what do they say? It's all about paperwork. Make sure your dots are I's, your your T's are crossed, and your sex offender status is registered with police. Yeah. How many times have we said that? 
Smear pleaded not guilty to the gun charges in Pierce County Superior Court and bail was set at $30,000. Oh, no. Who's going to cut my baby out of my wife? <laughs> well, yeah, you're going to save all that money on like medical insurance. <laughs> oh, oh, Lord. Wait for it. Do you, do you want to know what his defence was? Oh, I'm guessing he tried to like throw a smoke bomb and disappear like Batman. <laughs> but a homemade smoke bomb. <laughs> yeah, just splat, doesn't do anything. It was just some gravy and some foil. <laughs> oh, fuck it. It was, a, it was, oh my God, it was a fart in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> uh, Smear tried to use the defence that the scenes with him firing the gun were shot before his 2009 conviction. So that's four years previously. Yes. Even though a whole National Geographic crew was there at 2009. And they could have just picked up the phone and said, when was this made? Prosecutors argued this by pointing out that Smear did not live on the property in 2009. What a genius. Also... His wife was not pregnant in 2009. The prosecution also pointed out that the sheriffs, when searching the property, found ammunition at Smear's house, as well as receipts in his name for ammunition, bought by him on his card, as well... As well as date-stamped photos of Smear holding the rifles in 2012. This is just textbook government overreach, isn't it? They infiltrate every part of your life. I love this. Just like, I'm framed. I'm framed. You were framed by yourself, mate. What a dumb cunt. Oh, my God. So, yeah, so that was in 2012. And what was the annoying thing was I actually found um, uh, from the from the court, I sort of found all the proceedings um, yep. from his case and the statement of the prosecuting attorney and everything. And I'm like, oh, my God, I was so excited. I went to order them, but you had to order them, like, with a credit card. And yeah. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> uh, so... He was like, oh, what do you know? I think I've been caught. <laughs> so he pleaded guilt. So he took his plea. He pleaded guilty to one charge of uh, possessing uh, a firearm, a legal possession of a firearm. Um, and then they basically just sort of the second charge because he pleaded guilty. Yeah. But the- is there a prison that can hold this MacGyver? Oh, Lord. I did check. He is currently not incarcerated in Washington. Okay, in Washington. (laughs) He was spied by a member of the prepping community in a Walmart in 2016. (laughs) Oh, Lord. He was then followed and was seen in 2017 and 2019. But in 2017, he was photographed... At pro-Trump, pro-gun, pro-Nazi protests. Of course he was. In America. And was seen where, you know, it was saying that um, people were claiming basically these 
thugs were being paid to travel and like protest. And there were things where, you know, where people were trying to remove, um, you know, the, the slave um, statues, yeah. you know, down south. And then they would show up in black being all Zig Heilly. Yeah. But we're not Nazis. Zig Heil. Yeah. Um, and there are some charming pictures on the internet of him at some Black Lives Matters uh, protests. Yep. Um, where he can be seen um, giving some uh, people who were protesting that Black Lives Matters, he can be seen giving them the finger. Um, he was also seen at a university uh, protest where people were protesting for more equality um, at their university. Uh, him and his group showed up. And he can be seen uh, giving some college kids the finger. Ah, uh, so that's that's pretty much uh, what he's been doing uh, these days is just travelling to Black Lives Matters protests. Um, but oh my lord, one of my favourite things is when you uh, look him, when you look at his name. Oh my god, the online survival community yeah. has not forgiven. <laughs> And has not forgotten. No. Um, <laughs> a, a lot of them, you know, basically, you know, just coming out and they're very clear just saying, look, he is not a prepper. Yeah. He is not in any way a reflection of the prepping community. We do not want to be associated yeah. uh, with him. Um, <laughs> an article that is constantly, uh, that gets, um, when you look at his name, is separated in prepper communities. Someone wrote an article basically distancing themselves from Tyler and the rest of the prepping community. And it's just named Tyler Smith of Doomsday Preppers, Apex Predator or Apex Punk. <laughs> yep. Because if you remember the beginning, he claims to be the Apex Predator yeah. of his area. And it is literally thousands of comments from preppers across the country um, having an opinion good on his plan would you like to would you like to hear oh please oh they're they're not very nice I can imagine they're not <laughs> oh my god uh, Morgan this was two days after the show has just said if he shows up at the wrong place look like there's enough meat there to feed a family of five for about a month maybe two if they vary their diet Mmm, long pig jerky. Long pig? I haven't heard that for a while. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Fool1440 has just said, these, quote, professional marauders are the biggest joke I've ever seen. Has only one chance of helping his family to survive is to let them eat him. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh no fury. Oh. Which is pretty spot on. Oh I'm just God. imagining all these guys like a bad kind of 1970s family special just popping their heads out of these bunkers just going, <laughs> I'll tell you what, this long pig, <laughs> close the lid. It's hilarious. There's one guy who was pretty much slack. Because we're easy to go on about you're just paying for my house payments and my car payments yeah. in his statement. This one guy is pretty much just got this comment. It was like, I've seen you driving your truck. It's a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, oh my god, uh, Barlow has just has just said, "I'm sure he's an apex predator at the oh you can eat buffet." <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god. 
One of my particular favours just for the creativity. Yeah. And I love this one because even in this situation, he's able to turn it around, take a negative and find a positive way that, you know, to make things better for us all in the apocalypse. This is Bunker. (laughs) (laughs) Who has just said, I'd just love old Miranda and Bennett to come up and kick in my front door when shit hits the fan. I'd melt his tubby ass down for dog food, candles, and a good few weeks worth of diesel for the Jenny. The last thing that apex fat fuck would see would be the inside of my fucking fuel tank. Wow. Not only is he threatening to kill him, but utilize his various component parts in an effective manner for a prepper. Wow. I will turn you into soap and diesel. Wow. You will run my generator. That's amazing. So I can like shit with the lights on. That's amazing. How fantastic. I love preppers. (laughs) I think some preppers are fascinating people. They absolutely are. And like, it's just, uh, and I mean, because yeah, I I love preppers. But you know what? The best bit is, because you know I said at the end of the show. Yeah. The show preppers actually gives their feedback you yeah. know, on your plan to survive um, and how long they think and what they'd rate. Do you want to hear this, guys? They get the official survival experts yeah. okay, to rate your plan. Should we hear what Doomsday Preppers had to see about Schmear's prep? I imagine it's glorious. Tyler and Kevin, the experts, practical preppers, have assessed your preps. Tyler, your body armor was an ambitious project, and we commend you for creating a great low-cost system. However, we do not recommend or encourage anyone to be a marauder. Continue to prepare, and you will be part of the solution and not a problem in a crisis situation. How do you feel even Doomsday Preppers is just like, yeah, now nah, you're the problem. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're the shit problem. And they did that like an elementary school teacher too. Yeah. Just like, I'd go away and think about what you're saying mm-hmm. because you are bringing some negative energy to the table. Some very small words. Yeah, yes. Think about, v- just think about what you've done wrong. Try not to give anyone a C-section and get back to us on uh, what you can do. Yeah. Ah, uh, I think as the prepping community, what he can do is uh, <laughs> let his family eat him. <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, my, and it's just like people like that, like they literally are like the problem. Like they don't understand. Yeah. Like, you know, if like, you know, if something happens, you know, we're all stuck in this together. And I don't understand how people don't understand. Human beings are actually at their best when we actually come together. Yeah. Okay. Instead of this, I have to kill your family so my family survives. No, you know what? And it's really interesting because in the same episode, the other guy is the complete contrast. And so basically he's working, like getting good relationships with his neighbours yeah. because he's saying, basically, you can't do everything. You can't grow your food, take care of yourself and take you know surveillance of your property 24 hours. You can't do all of that. No. So you have to work together as a group and then you know we can trade with each other. You know, like you have tools, I'm growing fish, I grow bananas, you grow potatoes. And when you work together as a group, you know what? Everybody's family survives. We've been doing this since caveman days. You cannot rewrite it. 
Yeah. You'd maybe last two days of vigilantism before a, a large posse comes for you and lynches you. Yeah. Yeah, especially when you think that the the uh, and I think it's so ironic that basically, you know, now he's just running with these, you know, these uh, like like pro Nazi groups, yeah, who are basically going to be the source of any kind of domestic terrorism, which yeah. is what he said was afraid of. Dude, you're the one who's going to cause the domestic terrorism. Yeah, just remember if you're at Black Lives Matter protest and you hear the phrase I can't breathe might be because old fucking tubby here can make chloroform (laughs) oh my god but you know what feel free to to like you know take a punch at him there is literally nothing but a tile under that glad wrap (laughs) he looks like he's smuggling shit on a plane badly and we mean literal human shit that has no value whatsoever yeah so, yeah, um, I think if we've learnt nothing from this episode, um, you know what? Just be nice to each other. Don't be a dick. Don't try to make your own body armour. Yeah. And don't try to take other people's shit. Yeah, and learn how to grow veggies for fuck's sake. Oh, my God, seriously, the amount of time that you spent fucking putting your roof tile on your ceramic tiles, you could have developed, like, a serious, practical, like... Yeah. It's something practical. Like, oh my God, and on this property that's on, there's all this farmland. None of it is developed. There are no crops in the ground. No. You know, maybe take a CPR class. Yeah. Learn how to weave. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Oh, yeah, you can see this dude on a loom just going, shh, making body armor. <laughs> you know what? It's a fucking from- Belgian tapestry. If you got on a loom, anything you could make, I reckon, would stop a bullet before his fucking roof tiles and glad wrap. His fucking roofing tar s'mores. That is, <laughs> I've put an extra layer of marshmallow in there to slow the bullet down. Oh my god! Cut to his cousin just being genuinely shocked when a high pired rifle rifle bullet just goes straight through it. <gasps> what? Oh, my God, went through just like JFK's skull. (laughs) Oh, my God. I think, you know what the other thing is? Really, everybody, seriously, just think before you give people money over the internet. Um, Nothing he's giving you is worth $5 a month. No. 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 And he's a sex offender. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, on... Oh, yeah, no. Just, just, no. No. Just on that note, just remember, no. Everybody keep their hands to themselves. Yeah. Hands inside the bus. <laughs> the special, special let, bus. Let this fucking Waco compound burn. <laughs> I seen you driving your bus. It's a piece of shit. That's so good. I will turn you into soap and diesel. Oh, God. God bless the true prepping uh, community. Just know we're there for you. And uh, when the apocalypse comes, you know what? Throw the funny bastard some beads. (laughs) And I'll be the one growing chilies. (laughs) Huzzah! Yay! I'll be growing bourbon. (laughs) (laughs) I planted a bourbon tree. (laughs) It's just just all these empty bourbon bottles. Yeah. You know what? I'm still more useful than he is. You are still more useful than he is, yes. Yeah, yeah. Just, just no. Just no. Just no. No.